Hello and welcome back to Pour Me a Glass Pod. I'm Belly and I'm Annabelle. We're so happy that you're here to chat about home sweet home and anything in between. We touch on a lot of different concepts of home that we talk about um, that we've like lived in in the past. If you see our Insta bio, we have like. 10,000 cities on there and that's because we have no idea like what we were we supposed to, to put Shanghai. on there yeah we need, we need that the list is gonna be like 10 at this point and every time anyone asks it's like oh listen to this episode because we kind of explain our whole process behind that but basically we start by talking about like how adulthood and moving is very romanticized and how the idea of like moving back home with your parents and family is kind of our rejection of like permanence and how that isn't a sign of like success in capitalism in America. And then we talk about place attachment, like whether we're attached to our like physical places in our dorms and our apartments that we live in. And of course, like what home really means for Asian American immigrants specifically and like what that entails for us. But yeah, this is a super, super fun one. Join our little conversation. <laughs> We're doing this episode because, well, a lot of us are going through changes, especially for my year of people who are moving to another city and graduating and going grads. home and moving all these things. So this one hits home for me. Haha. <laughs> because i am leaving home which is taiwan for me in a few weeks so i've been thinking a lot about this like the past like not just like few months i've been here but like even then my last semester at emory like moving away from atlanta and starting this like new life basically in another place so some very exciting things I still have two time. years, but you did move for college, so that was another huge one. True, true. I think that was a more difficult move, though, compared to what I'm doing now. Really? Well, I guess you're younger, so you, you don't quite know what's happening at all. And we we like went to a different country. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're. Mo- I've never visited Atlanta. For the school before, so I just like blind. Like I saw pictures online. I was like, sure, like this looks fine. Yeah, (laughs) dude, I remember. You know how like they have like meetups for like admitted students. Like they host you on the Beltline or something. And I remember I begged my mom. I was like, oh my god, like I have to go. Like, are you kidding? Like I have to see the city. I have to see the school. And she was like, you're going anyways. Like, why do you need to do that? (laughs) <laughs> I never got to see it before, like, the official move-in. Exactly. And it's, like, we're, we were literally leaving, like, everyone we knew behind. When, like, now it's kind of, like, oh, like, my boyfriend is in, like, New York. And, like, I know people in New York. Like, it's a huge city. So it's not really that much different compared to, like, I'll moving visit across you. the world. <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, everyone visits and, like, everyone moves there. So it's not, like, But it's still worst. kind of... It's still, like, big, because, like, you're, yeah. you're, like, an adult adult now. Like, you have a big girl job. I'm just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to class. Be like, Feli, what's up? And she's like, I can't talk. I'm doing work. Oh, that's going to be so weird. So, anyway, this week, we decided to start doing Instagram polls on our stories. 
So if you don't follow us, it's at Formia Glass Pod. <laughs> the plug. But we've oh been enjoying goodness. just like coming up with these questions because they're so interesting. And like it's so interesting seeing what everyone has to say as well. So the first question that we asked was, do you only have one home? And so for this one, 23% of the people said Yes, 100%. They only have one home, and 77% said no. So, what are your thoughts on that? God, I'm really bad at these because I'm genuinely the most indecisive person on this planet. <laughs> I think I can't say I only have one home. Like, it's really hard because I still call Shanghai my home, even though, like, as of this year, I've actually like 50 50 my life. Like, I've spent the first 10 years of my life. In Shanghai, I'm about to turn 20, so I've spent the other 10 in North America. I don't know. I think Shanghai is like always home. It's not home, home, but it is a home. <laughs> Fuck, this is so confusing for me already, too. I think Vancouver is like my main home right now, and Shanghai is like home, home, like home because I grew up there. But like Atlanta is also kind of home because, like, I think when you build a network of people, in like a place that you were born or like raised in it kind of starts to become a home even though it's super weird because my parents aren't there what about you i also didn't know how to answer this question because i think growing up we were taught like oh you have one home and it was very much true before i went to college even when i the first year when i was there i was like this could never be my home i came back to taiwan for the first time and i was like oh my god like this is home. Like, this is what it feels like yeah. to be home. And I yeah. thought that feeling was going to, like, be consistent throughout the years. But I think it has definitely changed. I don't know if I necessarily would associate the country and, like, the city of Taiwan. Like, not city of Taiwan. <laughs> city of Taipei, like, my home. <laughs> is more like my family is here. So that's why it's home. No, what you said about, like, going back and what it feels like, I so feel that. Because... I haven't come back here in like a year and a half. Yeah. And I almost oh forgot, like I almost forgot what it was like to like live here. But but it just feels different to be back. Like I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure like everybody knows that feeling. The second question we asked was, in, to feel fulfilled in life, do you seek one adventure or second stability? So this was 50-50. Like 50% of people said adventure, 50 said stability. Personally, I don't know either. <laughs> like, this is a mixed question. Me neither. Because I think we are in such a Gen Z Instagram generation where we are socially pressured to have adventure and like to do fun things and do experiences all the time. Have your coming-of-age movie experience. Yes. Oh, my God. Deep down, I'm like, I love stability. Like, I love just, like, knowing exactly what I'm, like what life is like what's in front of me and just doing it you know I was talking to my mom about this actually and I was like I'm very much so a pussy like I I don't know I, I just I think I I enjoy stability to a certain extent like I think in jobs <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to fucking like go out and make a name for myself or anything that sounds so like not ambitious I think I would enjoy like having a solid nine to five and know always know what's gonna happen but like also in life like I do I do think I want to have some adventures like 
you know, maybe like I've been brainwashed by social media. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'd like to backpack through Europe before I get to a point in age that like not that I can't do that anymore, but I would have like less opportunity to do so. I go through the same dilemma because I think there's this book called The Defining Decade that I know a lot of people read and it's like, oh my God, it's yeah. life changing. And back when I did read it, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Like I need to do everything in my 20s and this is the only time I can fulfill like all these checklist, bucket list things yeah. I have. But now thinking about it, I'm like, why do we have to finish everything before we're 30? No, like, exactly. You still have 70 this years is, to live. This is so interesting because there's this girl on TikTok uh, called Tink. So many people follow her, so I'm sure like you guys would know about her. But she does like cool like big sister advice-esque things and I think one of the biggest things she talked about was how like your 20s are mismarketed and how like you would look around and see your peers and like people would be thriving and like having a cool ass job and like some, like some tech industry like they'd get out of school and make six figures right away and they just look like they're living life because she was like in a creative field I think she was she was in Oh, I can't remember, but it was it was definitely a field like like that paid relatively less compared to what her peers were making. Um, she felt a lot of like pressure to like kind of live up to the your twenties. I like the best time of your life. Like this is before you have kids and before you have any real responsibilities. Like you need to live it up. But a lot of us can't quite live it up because we don't have the means to at that point. But I thought that was a really interesting take. Like how because I'm about, I'm about to turn twenty, which is God, I don't so really young teenager <laughs> teenager years behind <laughs> I don't know I, I was thinking about that how 20 is like a very defining supposedly or at least to our parents it's like a very defining decade like it's supposed to change the trajectory of your life or whatever but I think that might be just what they grew up with like that kind of thinking and for us there is no constraint of like you have to have a kid by this date or you have to have a kid in general so I think we have a lot more freedom compared to our parents almost it's definitely a timeline in like our parents generation that like passed down to us and i think i still have that mindset it's true that biological clocks are real and for a woman especially we think about this thing from like so early on we're gonna do an episode on like wedding industrial complex and settling down it's like hardwired into our brains or something like we consider these like which which is crazy because we consider these things as we decide what career path we want to go on like you have to make sure that if you want kids you can still follow that career and like have a successful life and you have to decide if you want kids or not which like you have a short frame of time to do so like you don't you can't just, like, be a guy, like, when you're 50, no, when you're 50, and you're like, ooh, I'm okay with my career now, time to have some kids, like, psych, you fucking cannot. Yeah, <laughs> biologically, you cannot. <laughs> and the cultural conditioning that we grew up with of these concepts are, like, super validating, and so I want to say that, like, as women, I think it's, like, totally validating for us to like feel this way that like we are running out of time because in a way we kind of are we are we are yeah but i do want a balance between adventure and stability yeah i think that's like the perfect world the third question i asked was 
Did you enjoy the process of moving slash apartment hunting? Because <laughs> that's just relevant to my life right now. But fifty-five <laughs> percent of people say they love the anxiety, and forty-five percent said no. I know you love the anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I do I, too. <laughs> I know. I like complain every day that I'm like, oh my god, this is so stressful. Blah, blah blah. But it's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting it's so exciting to look for a new apartment that you're gonna live in. I start interior designing way before I actually have an apartment. <laughs> oh yeah, our Pinterest board. I don't know. I I think it's so stressful because it is like there's so many documents. <laughs> so many applications, but it's it's more exciting. I think maybe my roommate carried bigger load than me because <laughs> I was not in this. Shout out to shout out to Lee if you're listening. <laughs> but but it was still like so exciting to have this whole process of like oh my god like we're gonna have our own space because it is my first apartment that I'm my name is gonna be on. The lease. But yeah, like it's also because Lee and I lived in dorms, right? And then COVID hit, so she went home. I lived in dorms again. And then I subleased the place. So we never really had the actual experience of like, give us an apartment, please. And that was the first time I had to do it. But I don't know. I, I low key enjoyed it. But I was also, I know I've complained so much during that period of time. I'm like, ugh, like, where am I supposed to look? Uh, like, I just want a place and be settled down. And then, like, when you settle down, you're like, oh, looking for the next place. <laughs> Here's also, like, my long list of requirements the place has to hit. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never going to, like, settle down until I find my dream home. Which I think is, like, another interesting problem. Like, how people always flex their places on social media. Right, seeing a family friend, like, living downtown, like, Manhattan with like floor to ceiling windows with a room bigger than my room like in Atlanta and I'm like wow like that's a lot of money <laughs> that's not obtainable really how, how do you even get to that point <laughs> but see like it kind of makes you wonder because um whenever you settle down like you're happy with your pace I guess kind of there's always like the the bigger and brighter and the better the floor to ceiling windows the <laughs> the rooftop pools social media makes it so easy for us to like, show off, like, the new city we're moving to and, like, the new place to kind of make that as a marker of, like, adulthood and, like, coming of age and this, like, narrative that we've been taught, like, we're seeing on TV being romanticized, like, this, like, main character lifestyle that you have to, like, move to a new city and start a new job. And so I think, like, moving in general and the idea of home it's so interesting because it's so romanticized like i'm pretty sure so many rom-coms the starting point is girl moved to a new city to start her new and exciting job there she meets a boy wow i feel like that's like that's how a lot of people start the movie because it's convenient like you don't need to do any backstory it's like you plop them in the new city and i think that's also like why we framed it like, in our minds, because, like, we watched these things growing up. So, you know, like, I'm not who's surprised that we've prioritized something like this because they, they show it to us all the goddamn time. It's this, like, big dream that, like, everyone wants to achieve. and Yeah, and, like, the slow montage 
Yeah, the, mon- the moving montage. The montage of the city sights <laughs> and the main character walking down the streets yes. and pausing at all the retail store windows and going in there and buying things that are not very realistic for their salary. <laughs> and they bump into someone on the street. Uh, oh my god, it's her new boyfriend. My new best friend. <laughs> my new husband. <laughs> oh, I think... No, it's like it's it's really not surprising that we've we've like framed it as such like a holy place in our mind, because that's what we work towards like in college. It's like just secure a place after college, and in order to secure a good place, we have to have a good job. God, the amount of anxiety I had over like the the summer, especially first of all, like moving out of Atlanta was like, a freaking hassle, and then like. The idea of like, oh my god, I don't have an actual place to go back to in the U.S. right now. And like having to look for that place and then form new networks and community and like a whole new place. When, to be honest, like, I could have stayed in Atlanta and be like totally happy. But I think because so many people don't do that, they're like, we must like move away. We must have a change. I didn't even consider that because I'm like, why would I stay doing the same thing? Although it will make me really happy, but it's not adventure. I didn't right? cons- I didn't really consider Atlanta either. That's crazy. And it's not like I don't like Atlanta. And no one really does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love Atlanta, so I don't I feel like New York New York is also like the very romanticized place for young grads. Or like you wanna feel like you're growing up. Yeah, you move to New York. Like that that's what you do. I know. And this is also such a privileged conversation like not everyone has a home right and we want to preface that like we're in a super privileged position to even be talking about this because i know during covid i know you didn't go home during covid i did and even that whole process showed so many like layers of like social class and things that like we grew up with I was so mad at my mom at the time for, like, not letting me go back because everybody was flying back. Like, every single person I knew. And I was like, people who live, like, in the mainland China, like, are flying back. Like, I'm just flying back to Canada. Like, you know, it's so close. Like, you should just let me come home. My mom was like, like, no, like, you should learn how to live. (laughs) So I'm pretty thankful. I'm honestly really thankful I shouldn't let me come back now because I feel like I I needed to – tough it out for a good five months but the fact that like we were in the position to be well like I was in the position where my parents were like you have to come back no matter what price or whatever it is like you're gonna come home now that Taiwan and like Asia a lot of Asian countries are not doing so hot in COVID everyone's flying back to the U.S. to get the vaccine and that's such a privilege too oh no that's so funny because I I was talking to my mom about it God, I'm mentioning my mom a lot. Can you tell that I'm living at home right now? <laughs> I'm dead. My mom was saying how, like, a lot of Chinese people, when COVID first hit, they would go from the U.S. to China because China was managing it. Like, the, they're very good about mandatory masks. <laughs> you don't really oppose what they tell you. And as soon as they were like, ooh, this quarantine thing is getting a little a little tough for me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, because China's lockdown was very enforced from from what I know. Um, as soon as they were like, ooh, like, this is a little, like, ah, uh, it's a little too much. They would just fly back to the U.S. 
a lot of people did that. Like, not, 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 you know, just to go home because they needed to be home. They just flew around to wherever, I guess, they deemed the situation was better. And, like, having, being able to have two homes like that, like, that's, that's a very, very privileged thing to have. I think COVID, like, forced everyone against the idea of, like, everything we, like, try to go against, which is, like, moving back with our parents and moving back with family. Because that was such, that, it culturally, I think that's just such a rejection. Like, we don't want to live with our family because we're, like, that shows that you're not independent or you're not making the most out of your 20s. But I also feel like that's a very Western, like, ideal because I think a lot of Asian families actually are very okay with their children staying with them. In fact, they encourage their children to stay with them. I've also seen Asian parents move, like, cities because their kids are going to school (laughs) in the city, which is interesting (laughs) for me at least (laughs) but um I think a lot of us like stay with our parents past 18 but I know in like the western culture a lot of parents like kick their kids out at 18 and essentially like pause the support because they believe like so I think that's where like our independent mindset comes from because I'm like in Asia like there's no like you have to move out concept like I've never heard of an Asian parent like have a talk with their child and be like, by 18, you gotta get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's crazy, because I've never really seen that sentiment, like, in Asia. Like, they, they want to keep you. They're like, don't go. Stay with mom and dad. And I think that's why it's so hard for, like, Asian-American immigrants like in our generation, like, going to the U.S. for college and having that, like, contradictory idea. So, like, oh, you should go home and, like, that's why you went abroad in the first place to come home and support your family but then it's like but I also built a home like quote-unquote home and community in the U.S. that makes me feel like I belong there better in a lot of ways but then I also feel bad like why would I say that I belong in the U.S. more so it's so like I definitely have two homes (laughs) Well, I gave up my citizenship in China, so I'm considered a, a foreigner there now. So even even if I wanted to go back, I, I, I couldn't like really live there as a like a Chinese national. But yeah, like it's really interesting because my, my mom. It, this is so funny because my mom is like the Western ideal. My dad's the Asian ideal. My dad constantly is like, you should come back to Shanghai. Like, well, where are you gonna be when you graduate? Like, I'll 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 come to you. And I'm I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> But my mom is very much so, like, by 18, like, you should fund your, like, own things. Like, it's still very generous. My parents, like, are willing to support me in terms of, like, necessities or... So it's really interesting, like, having parents have two different ideals because it's so confusing. And I feel bad because I I, I am Asian. I grew up Asian. So I I have, like, the I need to support my parents mentality when when I get my first, like, job. But also, I'm like, I need to move. I need to, I need to like be independent. But it, it's so. I think I do think it's a, it's very confusing because it's so conflicting, like for Asian immigrants. Like the American dream that we strive to have is mm-hmm. to be self reliant and independent and like earn your own money, make your own life, and then like make your parents back home proud. But I also want them to be there, like physically. They're they're saying like an article was written for so the generation above us of immigrants 
because I think that was when it really was popularized in like China or like in Asia to like oh like you have to go to the West in order to pursue a good education or whatever but for them like generationally like a very big problem is they didn't like these are our parents like they didn't have the luxury to like get their parents over to like immigrate with them so and as their parents are getting old like a big problem is a lot of them are not Chinese anymore or like they like what do they do for their parents because traditionally you would like live in the same home and like you would care for them but they can't because they followed like the western ideal so I think it's a problem that like trickled down to us too um like what are we gonna do it's like I'm expecting them to move to the U.S. now for me and that's also like why would I force them to give up their like home here yeah just for like, me I know they're having a good time but I also don't think I can yeah like culturally adapt back to the Taiwanese like lifestyle here either oh I know I absolutely can't yeah. like I know I and cannot. like all my friends are in the U.S. so it's kind of like <laughs> what do I sacrifice here yeah the home is just it's just so like interesting because when I go back to Shanghai like it's home I, I was born there but like as I talk to like people I went to like elementary school with I'm like there is a disconnect like I can't keep up as fast as I, I could I'd be like oh that's what that was <laughs> I'd be like two beats slower and I'm like what are we talking about so or like even that the work culture like it's so different but the fact that we have options is already crazy our generation also define a lot like we talk about this in like our capitalism episode but success and like our achievements are always defined by these like jobs and careers and college right but I think it's also defined by like not living with a family at home and like owning your own place like whether that be like renting or like actually buying a place like abroad like supporting supporting yourself which I do think like we should do that I don't know if it's like a harsh belief but I really don't think my parents should be supporting me like after college like I think it's super weird that or I want to say it's super weird but like I definitely think I'm involved in like the success and capitalism thing where like I have to support myself and I have to move to a place and like I have to have a good job so my mom when she talks with her friends or whatever can be like yeah my daughter works at blah blah and blah and I should probably get rid of that mindset I mean I also feel the same way like, I wouldn't be like, oh, after talking about this, I'm going to completely get rid of the fact that, like, I need my to support myself, like, financially and, like, build my own life other than, like, in Taiwan, right? But then I think there's this, like, rejection of permanence that we do have with, like, family. And, again, I think traditional narrative of home is associated with a nuclear family, which I think is true for both of us, but... I don't think it's true for anyone at all. So this is like our perspective. But like even I came back to Taiwan this summer, right? And COVID was getting pretty bad here. So literally all my friends like left Taiwan because they were here for a long time to like, you know, do other stuff in the US, get the vaccine. But then so many people were like, wait, but why are you home if the COVID is bad? And I was genuinely like confused about the question. I was like, why would I come home Mm -hmm. when I haven't been home? this whole time to like spend time with family but I think like family a lot of people are like oh family's first family's priority but so many people our age like neglect that 
for the adventure and the friends that you can make and like showing off those things on like social media. That kind of bothers me that like family is first quote unquote, but it's not really when it will affect our like social circles and how we're perceived. Because we we reject home, I think maybe in our teenage rebellion or whatever, but I think (laughs) I wanted to come home pretty desperately, but I think that's because I was away for so long. But I've never been like, I don't want to go home because it's, God, I have to preface, this is home in Vancouver. (laughs) It's so confusing. Like, it's it's home. It's it's my mom. And I've never really considered, like, I think you can still have adventures when you're home, but it's definitely true. Like, I think a lot of people our age tend to like grab mommy and daddy's cash and say bye like I'm going on vacation when I first came back like maybe not the first year of college but like maybe second third year when I like finally feel like settled in in college and like found my friends and my people every time I come home I'm like oh I want to go back like I miss my life there I'm like miss my apartment in like Atlanta and my friends there and I feel bad because like, a lot of people ask me, like, oh, do you see yourself, like, moving back to Taiwan? And I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, I don't think I can do that, like, socially and, like, work here. Like, I don't see myself doing that. And it's, it kind of sucks. It's This is funny. It's more my dad does that. My mom is very, like, you can go wherever you want. Like, go do, yeah, like, go do your thing. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, so bipolar. like, concern me. Like I, like, I know you'll come back and see me. So you should do what you want when you can. As much as, like, we want the adventure to go on. Like, at a certain point, everybody settles down in a sense. Like, everybody for everybody settling down is different. But I do think there's definitely a point in life where we hit and we're like, oh, like, this is the time. But I know I don't want to come back to Vancouver either. Which is crazy because when I talk to some of my friends, they're like, you want to stay in the States? Like, why? Like, you don't want to come back here? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I love Vancouver. I do. But damn, like, my parents invested so much in my education. I feel guilty if I didn't try and stay and run on the capitalist wheel for a little bit. I think the guilt, like, gets us a lot. But I definitely do know, like, some people would be like ooh, that's a little like why do you want to come back that's also like stability versus adventure like if if you prefer one over the like i just think we i feel like i say this every episode it's all about what works like for you and i think we always forget that like we don't we don't ever look at our life's lens through like our eyes we always look at it through like the lens of like we consider pretty much every perspective but ours I think all the time like we neglect ourselves in our decision making so like there is no best answer like whatever works for you man like if you think coming back home is great like that's great yeah this reminds me of something I read today that was like so many things that we do is to satisfy like what other people want from us like social media like we talked about last episode and I feel like the moving aspect and, like, having multiple homes and, like, visiting people and, like, having a new apartment is all everything that we want to, like, show our success is an easy way to show that we're happy. We're surrounded by people and, like, doing fun things. But I think we never talk about how, like, lonely adulting is and, like, 
how frustrating moving is and how frustrating like having temporary homes are which I wanted to talk about like it's crazy to me that ever since four years ago I never had a place that I would be like this is my like this is my apartment because I lived in a dorm and then apartment and then (laughs) like coming back here for a few months and then yeah yeah I guess I'm still in that stage huh like I'm in that temporary yeah but even when I move it's gonna be the same it's like what a year lease and I move yeah you know that's interesting because I've I've never considered it like that but I think I'm usually pretty good at adapting like to whatever situation is in front of me and I think I've always been like that so it, it was never I've never considered it in that frame but oh my god that is so true I'm still in my temporary home even though I'll be there for two years it's still yeah do you get attached to physical environments and like places interesting because it depends on the place I'm 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 very attached to Vancouver's physical environment like I I really really am (laughs) it's like I fucking work for Vancouver tourist like association or whatever the way I fucking plug (laughs) this place but seriously you know I plug this place a lot like I I love it here like I live near the beach but this is Canada like and there and there are mountains like I get to go paddle boarding in the summer and go ski in the winter I always talk about how lucky I am to like have grew up here like I'm very attached to the environment like the great outdoors here but I really don't think I'm that attached to like physical things like anywhere else it's like a Vancouver is special for me, you know? But like in Atlanta, I'm just like, yeah, right. like this is chill. Like, <laughs> just can't go see my new <laughs> This is fine. This like, is fine. I, I, I'm attached to Atlanta in a different way. I think I attach, maybe I attach to different places and like different, I guess, aspects. I mean, for me, I think it gradually deteriorated <laughs> over time. <laughs> like, at first, like, Taiwan was like, yes, like, this is the place to be. And now that it's not, but I think I have a different kind of, like, relationship with, like, my home here. Like, it's very temporary. Like, it only works because I know, like, I'm leaving in a few months. Oh, that's interesting. And I was talking to my friend about it who, like, over COVID, she didn't get her visa to stay in the U.S. And that was, like, honestly so challenging for everyone. Like, not only obviously so hard for them but like hard for their friends too because they have to like completely actually move home and like figure out what they're gonna do and like not be able to go back to us at all and i was talking to her because we were having a hard time like during quarantine and then she was like depressed for a long time because she was like i can't see my like my u.s friend finally settling down there in like my new home basically but i had to move back home here to asia and I was like, oh, I feel like I don't feel that way because I know I'm leaving in a few months. So this is, like, very temporary. And just, like, so sad that, like, I see my room here as kind of just like, oh, I just sleep here for a few months. But I don't really see it as, like, my place. Oh, that's a really good point. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really trying to think about me and my Vancouver room. God, like, so I think, I just think it's so different for everyone. Um, and, but I also think the way I attach these places is also very dependent on what stage of my life I spent there. Like, I know Shanghai, like, through my baby lens, where, like, I really didn't know shit. Like, I think I was grade five when I moved. So, like, a little bit, but nothing crazy. 
So I, I look at it as like, oh, like it's home. And like, I think about the food. God. So I don't, yeah. Oh yeah, the food. Separate thing. Separate thing. <laughs> I see it in a very different lens than Vancouver. And I was thinking maybe I'm so attached to here because I did most of my growing up here. Like I did most of my coming to age stuff, I guess. Like in Vancouver specifically, so maybe that's why I'm so attached because there's like there really isn't anything. There's no like concrete, I guess, evidence that you can define how attachment happens or how you define home. So I think for me, it's it's there's like there's definitely a very big factor to do with what kind of like what stage of my life that I spend at each place, and that kind of tells me how I've attached them. Like even in college. Except for the past year when we were, like, in an apartment quarantining all the time. I don't think I ever, like, spent that much time at home ever. Except for, like, sleeping. And, like, for a lot of people, it's like that. They're, like... Some people, like, don't unpack. And they just, like, <laughs> sleep there. <laughs> so it's so weird that, like, it's so normal in our generation to just, like, be moving and hopping around, like, all the time. And that's, like... But 50% of the people still want stability, so... Yeah, but I also think you know. we seek stability in different ways. A stability can be a place, stability can be a person, stability can be a job. So I think it also makes sense. Yeah, that's very true. I just, I just think it's... No, I just think it's really weird that everything has a formula now, like we talked about. I feel like I always go back to this... Um, idea because it's true like there's a formula that we're supposed to follow but we're not meant like we're not built to do do that um because if 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 we can like we'd all be the same person (laughs) but clearly like we're not so but the formula is so like it's held in the highest of regards like, even though I'm saying all of this, I'm still, like, after college, I better get a good apartment. Like, I know we talk about this all the time. I'm like, Feli, like, I'm coming to New York. Why Why New York? Why Why do I want this? Like, I, I couldn't concretely tell you. I don't think we ever question, like, is blank city really yeah, the place like, you want to be? Or is it what you want yourself to be? Well, I guess, like, whoever marketed New York did a damn good job because everybody wants to go to New York. Everyone's like, after college, it's New York. Yeah, literally. Yeah, we're oh prepared to live in a shithole just so we can be in New York. This is funny because I'm, like, literally doing that. But Because <laughs> you're doing that. Here I am. But, like, it's the rite of passage. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the rite of passage. Like, you're like, yeah, that's normal because everybody does that. Totally normal. Oh, and I'm obsessed with watching, like, apartment hunting vlogs all the time. And, like, design, like, Me moving too. vlogs are my favorite things <laughs> ever. <laughs> no, and, and that's, that's, like, the social media aspect of how we glam, like, I don't, I don't know if we're glamorizing it per se, but when there's so much of content surrounding things, like, moving and like picking up furniture and honestly it's pretty crazy how often some people move like there's a vancouver influencer that i follow with like three times in the past like two years don't know and i'm like how, how do you, you do how do you how do you do that because that's crazy to me personally but when there's like so much of content out there i guess like we we do be like oh yeah like let's do that too because it's fun like you're designing your barbie dream house 
Barbie dream house with limitations. Yeah. And it's definitely like a social marker of like adulthood for us. Oh, that for we're like, sure. We need to hit this. So. And it's like, we are going to go and visit each other's apartments. And like, we're going to finish our house, housewarming gifts. Oh, speaking of, I need to do that for you. Stop You need to give me your new address. <laughs> I'm dead. But see, like, see how that, like, automatically just happened to my brain? Like, that's how, that's how you, like, I feel like if someone came up to me and was like, oh my god, like, she's doing this, this, and this, and she moved to a new city, she got a new apartment, I'd be like, oh my god, she, like, she's yeah, thriving. She's thriving, yes. Like, wow, like, look right? at her. Like, new job, new apartment. That is the definition of success. It's really weird how we like, you know, out of everything, we're like, you know, you know what defines success? An apartment. <laughs> like I know we say like happiness and whatever, but those are very arbitrary things that you can't measure. But you know what you can measure? <laughs> An apartment, <laughs> or like a place, a place, a career you paid for, or exactly because like we can't measure things like happiness or stability whatever others yeah whatever other metrics we use to define like how successful you are so i also asked a question on our polls that was like what does home mean to you oh i i thought it was so interesting how everybody pretty much said people yes every single person i'll read out a few so someone said a place i feel really comfortable to be myself and surround people who love me Second, definitely the people. The people that I love and support. People I love. Like, literally everyone said the same thing. The people. Which is really interesting because it's not the physical stuff. So technically, we'd be happy wherever, like, our friends are. Which I think is not necessarily true. Again, like, I think everybody defines it very differently. And I also do think the people you you label as home shifts. Unless it's your actual family, which you cannot shift, be better or for worse. I don't know. I mean, that, you could. that interpretation is up to you. <laughs> True. But I think a lot of the people we define as home right now will shift in five years. Like the people I considered very close or like five years ago, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would consider them very close today. So I do think that concept also shifts, which also just makes sense. Honestly, props to you guys for answering the question because I wouldn't know how to answer that question. I really wouldn't. Oh my god, wait. Another thing. I was literally talking to my boyfriend about this this morning. For guys and girls, I was like very binary, but like very different for like males and it's <laughs> males different. in our generation. Because he was like, oh, like for sure stability. Like why would I want to care that much about adventure? And like why would I want anxiety of moving? And this is just like also just him as a person. It's like very chill guy, but I know my boyfriend would say the same thing. Yeah, it's because in their social circle is not so much pressure of like posting on social media and caring about the aesthetic, physical place things. He was like, you just want to like aesthetic things. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you can see this in the way dorm rooms are decorated. I remember walking into his dorm room and just seeing nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. I'm so <laughs> I, I walked in and I saw, well, I saw a laundry hamper, which was nice and reassuring. <laughs> I saw his keyboard. Essentials. Again, priorities. <laughs> and the only other, like, personality thing in the room were his bed sheets. 
that's the only other thing that didn't come with the place already. That. <laughs> I was like thinking back to my dorm room. Not that I even overly decorated or anything. I was like, nothing on the walls. <laughs> like, why do you not like, want to decorate? <laughs> and they don't. I asked him that. And he was like, why, why yeah, do I need why to? Why do I need to waste my time and money? I feel so attacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why can I not? No, me too. <laughs> I was talking to you about wallpapering my rental apartment's bathroom, okay? Like, for sure. Go for it. <laughs> that's what you need And you do. were like, that's such a good idea. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's such a, isn't that such a great idea? I'm going to wallpaper the shit out of that place. <laughs> So I was already I was I know I was already looking at like I was looking I was I was seriously looking at decor already. I was looking at coffee table books. Do I need coffee table books? No. No. no I am don't. Am I going to get Do it? I yes. want them cuz they're pretty? Yes. And am I going to get really non-functional candles I'm never going to oh light? Oh my god. Yeah. I'm so dead. <laughs> I'm Those am I candles. am I going to get a bar cart even though I really don't drink that much? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, it's it's gonna be there. Um, I might not be using it, but <laughs> you're welcome yeah, to use it. I will. I just want it to be there. I just I just need it to. So odd how like we care so much about it. We do. No, I guess it's like a cultural thing. Or I don't want to generalize, but I feel like a lot of men don't even think about this. Like, yeah, after graduation. I'll Actually, go. it might be, like, the movies we, like, grew up with. They're, they're not watching rom-coms. We are. I live by rom-coms. Oh, so. you know, I do, too. God, there was a period of time where I would just watch rom-coms, and then when I would get tired of the rom-coms, you know how, like, wedding videos were super popular in, like, 2016, <laughs> 17, where they, like, put a nice feel-good song in the background, and they do a lot of drone footage, yeah, that's my happy place. It's so bad. I once watched them from like 1 a.m. and I didn't notice the time. The next time I checked, it was fine. Wait, I love watching like proposal and wedding videos and just like literally crying. Like, wow, this is so beautiful. No, me too. Even though, even though I would, I would never want to be proposed to like that. If, if 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 they like pull on a big crowd in public that's an immediate no okay i'm walking away and i am not coming back but do i love watching them we're literally gonna shit on like marriage and weddings (laughs) in a few episodes so which you know what we are part of it it. (laughs) yeah we got sucked into it too no it, it is so true that it's so different i was talking to my boyfriend and i was like what are your thoughts and he was like I don't know. I guess wherever I get a job. And I was like, and I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, yeah, technically, wherever, I guess I will also go wherever I have a job. But there is still like that overarching idea of it better be New York. If it's not uh, New York, I will riot. I will, fit. <laughs> I will be upset. <laughs> yeah, it's just really weird how we do have like a place we seek. We're like, that is it. <laughs> That is where I need to be. Yeah, now I'm going to have like a third home at this point. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Because I do consider Atlanta my home. Like, I have a different attachment to Atlanta than Taipei, I would say. I don't know if I consider Atlanta my home yet. But I think that's also because I spent... I think it hits you like senior year. Really? That's good to know. But I also think it's because I spent like a whole year shut indoors. So I couldn't go anywhere. 
Atlanta for me right now is still the place I go to school and where some of my like best friends live. But I, I just go to school there, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I do feel like, oh, like, it's Atlanta. But people are like, oh, you go to school in Atlanta. Like, here, like, in Vancouver, like, oh, you go to Atlanta. I beg, hey. I beg, hey. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. But I don't even consider it a home. <laughs> if you ask me, like, junior year, I also would not say that. But I think you, like, romanticize it in your final year. Like, oh, my God, this is, like, my best friend. Great. My you already life. know I will. <laughs> You already know that I will do that. Glamorizing. Senior year. Walks to the B-school. I'm going to be... The quad. Ew, no. Getting FK. Don't say that. I have to go to orientation. (laughs) Yeah. Starbucks. My favorite place ever on campus. Anyway, I consider Starbucks my home on campus. you, You do be nostalgic. Oh my god, it's... I think it's on my route to my walk to school. I know. Wait, I really enjoyed this episode. Like, I think it's just such a topic that, like, no one really thinks about when, like, we're our age. It's kind of like a late 20s, like, 30s kind of thing that you're like, oh, where can I buy my new house and have my family? But it's not. It's always changing. No, but the home thing, I think that that's, like, a concept I've I've not struggled with, but I've, like, been confused about. Because I've been to, like, I lived in places so I don't know I'm always like when people are like oh like where's your home like where, do, where are you from like I I'm like god like do you have 20 minutes because I can sit you down and tell you but I I I, Listen to I, I don't know how to yeah I don't, I don't know how to like give an explanation like that exactly. in a sentence yeah I think about it every time I come home and like leave home because like I travel with my friend I try when I fly back and we have to change our, like, SIM card. We had to change our passport. We had to change, like, take, like, 10,000 flights to get home. And during that process, I always think about, like, this is so weird that I'm flying back to Asia. Uh, I don't even have a Canadian number. No, exactly. Like, I kept my number and everything. It's kind of, like, keeping my identity and my life here. But then I, like, leave in a few months and I do it all again, like, 10 times over the past four years. That's true, because we, we, we do fly whenever break hits. Now I have some things to think about as the plane takes off. I'm going to start thinking about that too. Visit me in my new home. <laughs> TBD. You already know I will. It's yes. a very short flight. I, it is. It's so short. And I'm coming right? back. I'm very close to you. Yeah. Coming back to my second home. And I'll home. see you. Yeah. And I'll visit you in your third home. Yes. You can come see my temporary home. Yes. <laughs> you can enjoy that bar cart that I'm, I'm going to oh, buy. Yes, I'm so use. excited. You can look at your old TV. Oh my god, my furniture is in your home. <laughs> Literally all my... Yeah, honestly, my like furniture are scattered across like, my friends in Atlanta. So, you know, I just feel attached to the couch. You can go visit the couch. Yes. You can visit your desk. You can visit your TV. Oh, yes. We love. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We've been getting such great feedbacks and honestly, like, comments about our episodes. So <laughs> that means so much. Seriously, it does. And I think we're going to continue doing the polls. It's on fun. Our story, I, so. I really enjoyed hearing what everybody had to say. So make sure you follow us. Join the party. Join the polls. 
We will see you next week. That's it. <laughs>